This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. The Skinny with Rico and Ken is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Buddy Kofoid. I'm Zeb Wise, and this is The Skinny. From the Fatheads Eyewear Studios in Speedway, Indiana, this is The Skinny. Brought to you by Toyota, Rhino Classifieds, General Tire, and Dream Giveaway. This segment of the Skinny is brought to you by Toyota. Once again, welcome back to the Skinny. Ken Stout here and the track dude sitting alongside Michael Young. Thanks for sitting in there, Michael. And we have one of the young guns inside of the sport courtesy of the Toyota Development Driving Program. His name is Michael Kofoid. They call him Buddy. That's going to be the first question we ask him, where that that came about. But uh, to follow up on what he has already accomplished, first of all, he's driving for one of the best teams in the business in Keith Coons Motorsports, the 2020 USAC Rookie of the Year in the National Midget Series. Also qualified for the A-Main in his rookie season in 2020 at the Chili Bowl and finished seventh. What an accomplishment that is, to say the least. Has finished third and has finished second in the prelim nights there at the Chili Bowl. Buddy, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. should be fun. So where did the name come from? How did, Michael Kofoid. And am I saying the name right, first of all? Yeah, Kofoid, no, right? that's it. So, so who, who decided, by the way, Dad's sitting over in the corner, so... Uh, that so, might be your answer right yeah, there where that came from. That's the, it. the pronunciation to have the emphasis on co instead of cofoid, it's cofoid. Yeah. No, it's spelled how it sounds, and you know, you'd be surprised on how many people get it wrong or how many people add letters in that have no business being there. But <laughs> how many track announcers over your time in, in driving have just butchered the name? 
quite a bit. The worst was what? The worst pronunciation ever was what? Uh, well, I've heard kafoid, so somehow an A found its way in there. <laughs> and then kofold or koford. I don't, any, I don't any, know. Over the past few years, it's gotten a lot better now. Um, any variations of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. And, and, and I'm guilty of the kafoid, by the way. I mean, I think we were doing the chili bowl. I was in the booth's chili bowl, and I think it's just easy to rattle off yeah. kafoid instead of going kofoid. So the uh, the only time guilty. I've ever heard kafoid was actually at the Wild Wing shootout in Arizona. It was the only time I heard it. Um, but other than that, it's it's been pretty good the past couple of years. Well, Ken did kafoid, so you've got two now. So there you, there you have it. <laughs> I didn't hear that one. But it was more official when I did. It was sure, on the Chili Bowl. Sure. <laughs> Where did the Buddy come from? How, how did Buddy become the nickname for you? So it did come from my dad. I figured. Um, I think I was only a couple years old, and he referred to me as his little buddy. And then it turned into Buddy, and then it transpired into racing, where everyone just called me Buddy. And uh, pretty, except in school, I was it was always Michael. But pretty much everyone I know calls me Buddy, and I've never heard them refer to me as Michael. So, probably a good thing at the racetrack because your father's name is Michael, correct? Yeah. Yep. So probably a good way to distinguish between the two. Everybody's saying Michael, and they're they're mad at Michael, and Dad's turning around like, "What? What? The, I didn't do anything yeah. to anybody." Or I'll hear Michael and. Sometimes I wonder if they're even talking to me. But, yeah, <laughs> and then just you get so into the it. whole Kofoid Jr. thing, and then they said that it's Kofoid Jr. And yeah. Ken would have not big... even a junior oh, yeah, either. Was... You're not a junior? No. Not the, not the same. What's your middle name? Powers, actually. Really? Yeah. And how did that come about? So I think, how did it go? You're, so my dad's stepdad, Gary Kofoid, adopted my dad. And his last name is Kofoid, obviously. And um, my dad's real dad's last name is Powers. So when I was born, they made it my middle name. But it's technically not two last names. It really is just my middle name. So my my dad's dad's name is Mike Powers. And my my step-grandpa, Gary Kofoid, is, his last name's Kofoid. So they made that my dad's last name. And now it's, you know, it's obviously all of ours under my dad, so... That's awesome. Three mics. Yeah. No way of getting around that one. Yeah, no <laughs> different middle names, all of them from what I understand. So That's super cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, you always wonder about some of those things, yeah. you know. Uh, it's you know, interesting. Where does it come about? Yeah, and yeah. your story actually is pretty interesting yeah. with the stepdads and the dads involved. Yeah, and really, from what I understand, when Gary's ancestors came from Denmark, that's where Kofoid, that's where the name comes from is Denmark. And it was Kofed, K-O-F-O-E-D. And from what I remember, the spelling got changed, so they made it Kofoid on accident. So that's why there's very few Kofoids. I've never met another Kofoid. So when the family came over, someone misspelled it, and then you're stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people that, I guess, I don't know if it's when you come into the country, whoever oh, those, takes your name down. Those Ellis Island people, they were horrible. I, you know, yeah. they did the same thing. My my wife's maiden name is Houlihan, and they did the same thing. They changed the spelling there, too, whenever they came over from Ireland. So it's not the first time I've heard of that happening. Yeah, yeah. it's unique. So you got an uh, interesting piece on your right wrist there. Uh, what's going on with the right wrist? So um, July 24th, actually, on my dad's birthday, too. Um, I was running a pavement late model 
in Elko, Minnesota. And long story short, passed the guy. He got in the back of me and didn't get off me and drove me to the fence into one and left-sided. And everything, like transmission, motor, and everything, broke, broke out of the car and shifted over to the left. And the shifter crushed the sheet metal next to my seat, and it was close to the wheel of my seat. So they think my hand bounced off the shifter and fractured my navicular bone. So I've had it on for a little over two weeks now. So hopefully I can get it off in the next couple few. And, and, I your, and your foot as well, correct? Yeah. Uh, all it did was, all it did, but it chipped the top, a bone off the top of my foot. And I said, there's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't hurt right now, really. I'd say it's probably 80, 90% already. Um, but, you know, it didn't need a cast or anything like that. It just said it would just heal. Which foot was it? My left one. Well, you don't need that one anyhow, so. No, not not too much. I mean, pavement, you actually, yeah, you do need quite a bit. But And the dirt stuff, you can kind of get away with it. But the first time I got back in a car was about a week later, and I didn't have any pain really in my foot it was just certain movements just kind of flares it up but your left foot breaking in the midget aren't you a little bit yeah, yeah. a handful um wing sprint cars definitely quite a bit yeah so i read where you said the it the wrist actually is too painful to drive the wing sprint car but you were able to push through on the midget yeah um I, I wouldn't say it's painful for the sprint car it's just it's a different uh technique compared to the midget where like you're a lot of left hand and you like I float my right hand a lot in the midget and I at the time I thought I floated it a lot more until I got in I was like oh I actually use my right hand more than I thought but uh or, or you know where a wing sprint car you use your both hands pretty equally I'd say and especially I was gonna run the nationals and you know I thought it was a good idea to take it off unfortunately but you know, I got some advice from other drivers and, you know, because I've never been there. And, and, you know, they say use right hand a lot and I could, you know, barely even, I can't use my wrist. And, you know, as the wheel, as you turn the wheel, you bend your wrist to compensate so you don't have to chicken wing your arm. And so I was pretty much down a whole hand. So in the mid I can kind of get away with it, though. So I, I heard that they actually molded the cast to yep. the steering wheel or the shape of the steering wheel. Yeah, so... Um, I brought my wheel with me because um, I get my cast changed every two weeks actually since they're letting me race with it to keep it clean and since I'm probably going to be abusing it a little bit but <laughs> I yeah they held the wheel I held the wheel and they molded it just around here just in, and kept my palm open enough to where I could get my hand on it and hook my thumb on it and somewhat keep it rested on it or give it a little feedback or you know use it if, a little bit if i need to so yeah, go ahead. i saw a video that was i thought hilarious and quite ingenious on your part where <laughs> you took a glove and cut up a glove and some sock and you, you made yeah. a whole new type of glove yeah tell us about it so uh k1 helped out a lot with that um we went to their store in north carolina and, and said well we need to mess with a couple different size gloves since i'm a medium and the cast is a lot thicker and it's like so we just cut up some gloves and and uh, picked which ones worked the best and tried different things and and because usually the gloves go down to here so we cut it like to here um, just because it got so tight over you know over the back of the thumb and into the wrist where I couldn't get it on so we cut it and kept it kind of open up where it's cut down the sides 
So it's almost can like pull it like a handle almost. And, and then with the flap and the rest of the cast exposed, we cut up a sock and just rolled it over it. And then it sets over the cuff of my suit. So it keeps everything kind of closed up and it holds the back of the glove down. And we call that contraption? I, I believe the, you said a gawk. A is gawk. What you, yeah, is what <laughs> but, you, so, and then I, I thought of a better word to use after that, which they couldn't use. I said a glock. Well, but I, thought, I see, believe this, that's a weapon, right? And, yeah. and that's well, and with the, the yeah, and with that cast, it could be. But that's what I was thinking. I'm like, man, he's so good that in his mind, in that one moment, he said, "Well, I can't say Glock, so I'll call it a Glock." So, and uh, I said it after that, and like, oh, we can't use that. It's like, all right, that's fair enough. They've already trademarked that one. Yeah, so you, you sure. can't you can't use that one. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back in just a few moments with more action from Buddy Kafoy. Kafoy, see? There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by General Tire. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. 
for extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match. Look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. Once again, welcome back to the Skinny. We have one of the young guns in the USAC battle uh, for the National Midget Points. His name is Buddy Kofoid. His actual name is Michael, but everybody refers to him as Buddy. And we should also tell you that while we've had a a little bit of time with him already, and yes, he does have a broken wrist and a hurt foot, he is still leading in the points in that USAC National Midget Chase. About 20 races or so left to go inside of the season, so there's a lot to be accomplished yet. Yeah, there's still quite a bit. I think we just passed the halfway point. We've done about 22 races maybe. We probably have about 18 to 20 left, so... Um, yeah, it's a little tough, obviously, with my cast situation, but been able to adapt a little bit. And over PA Midget Week, I kind of figured out some ways to help myself and change some stuff in the car to make it easier for me, at least, and until I can get it off. But, um, yeah, it's we had a kind of one bad night for sure, and that kind of tightened it back up. The last couple races, we found some speed and was able to extend it a little bit. So the obvious choice is when is it coming off? I'm sorry, the obvious question is when is it coming off? I would say um, hopefully the first week of September, second week would be my hope. First week, roughly. So, so how old are you? 19. So you're 19. The NASCAR series was just in Indianapolis for the big race weekend at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And there's also an event going on at the Speedway called the BC39 on the dirt track there. Mm -hmm. Now, at the age of 19, you became a coach for some pretty familiar names in the racing Mm -hmm. world. Tell us about that story. Yeah, so um, one of the really cool things is for me being involved with Toyota is is getting to work with um, or like hang out with some of the the bigger drivers in NASCAR, NHRA, and stuff like that. And we... uh, had the, this day called Toyota Day this past Wednesday where we had uh, they had about 10 drivers across Toyota from Cup to Xfinity to trucks to funny cars and top fuel and then even Formula Drift where they came in and, and Keith brought about six midgets and uh, they all got to take turns driving them. So I got to coach uh, Ty Gibbs, who he was the only one that drove my car. As far as him and I are like, well, the only one that were the same size, really. So I only had one guy in my car, so I got to work with Ty a lot and hang out with him. And then I uh, got to talk to Martin Truex a lot and then Daniel Hemrick quite a bit. And um, so it's cool to hang out with those guys and, and watch their progression, actually, from when they first got into the last time. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty cool experience and just a, a different role for me that I've never really got to experience before so is it hard cool. not to be a fan in that situation that like you're you're the professional in a midget yeah and you're coaching these guys but at the same time looking up to them ever so slightly and like well, yeah i want to do what they do someday yeah no i would agree um you know ty was really cool but you know i thought mark mark or martin was really cool to hang out with and and to just like see his reaction to the midgets and and you know to, like i told ty I said this would probably be one of the coolest experiences you've gotten to do and then like he got to do clubhouse he's like well, yeah that's pretty cool so none of those guys are really done dirt so to go from you know a an xfinity car arca car cup car whatever to a you know a small wheelbase dirt midget um you know i, I would think would be a, quite a bit of a big change for them and, and probably a lot of fun so um yeah it was cool it was also hard not to 
you know, I wanted to drive too. But um, it was just as cool watching them. And, and like I said, like watching their progression was just like huge. Like Martin from the beginning of the day to the end was like a huge swing. And he was, he looked pretty good. And Antron Brown was really good. And, and I, it was a timed, uh, like a competition type thing. So I was working with Ty a lot and actually Jarrett, my crew chief, like we were making changes every time we went out, like treating as kind of a, a big deal. Like we want to win this thing and didn't quite do that, but it was quite a lot of fun. That's pretty crazy. I mean, Martin, you kind of, you would understand. I could see him adapting and, and putting it together, you know, a little quicker than, say, an Antron Brown. I mean, here's a guy that goes straight for a living, hops inside of this thing, and he was doing a good job, huh? Yeah, no, it's, like, Antron, his first one was not that a great. A little sketchy? <laughs> yeah, but his last his last round, he he looked good, and, you know, was on the throttle and, and entered the corner good, and you know, kept it rotated and, you know, didn't let off and get it tight. So he, he looked good and, and really they all progressed pretty well, I think. Um, but you know, that Ryan Turk from Formula Drift, like he, he was, his first one, his last one is really, really cool too. And it's, it's funny watching him cause you know, those drift guys, they got the handbrake, I would assume, and they're always moving their hands around. So he's trying to enter the corner with throttle and then you can hear him push the brakes as well bogs it down instead of like you know getting on it getting off and getting the car set or and then you could see him he's like moving his hands around like he's got a wheel and he's trying to turn it which the formula drift cars they, they you know their wheel probably turns a lot more than ours is just you know probably 90 degrees each way and he's throwing it in then he's dropping a hand like he's trying to cut it around but it, it was crazy and, and he actually he was pretty fast too towards the end but it, it was like watching the inside like we we're on the infield so watching him get in the corner watching him like drop his hand and then like grab it again is like you know the wheels don't turn that much but it's funny it's cool it is pretty cool the different disciplines to see what you know those habits that those guys are going to bring in and yeah. then be in something completely different and and of course the midget has such a high level of respect you know from from history you know watching the best in the business come through that and then seeing somebody do what you're doing and then have those guys get in it from their discipline that's i think it's a really cool moment and, and the yeah. fact that they chose you to come out there and work with those guys is super cool yeah i know it was, it, was, it was a blast and and like i said that's one of the many cool things that i get to do as far as being involved with hood and meeting those guys and then getting to do those cool little events so the bc39 coming up you're part of that racing with a plethora of, of names in, in motorsports from Chase Elliott, Connor Daly, all the way down to some of the very, very best. Zeb Wise, who won the last one in, in 2019. Big event for you coming up. Looking forward to it, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say this is probably one of our biggest midget races that we get to run for this year as far as prestige and what it means and then, you know, even the money. Um, and also, this will be my first BC39 as well. I haven't been in midget racing that long and my first year was last year so we didn't get to run it so um you know that in itself will be exciting just to race at a new place for the first time and for those that don't know brian clausen one of the all-time greats in 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 midget sprints and silver crown cars was he an idol of yours growing up yeah i'd say um you know him coming from california and moving to indiana is kind of the similar path that i've taken so far um you know, like like you said, he he was probably one of the best all around versatile drivers I would say of his time. Um, you know, Kyle is another 
example, for obviously, and, and Tyler Courtney does a really good job at it too, but Brian was, you know, he'd win in whatever he got in. So, yeah, I'd say definitely. So how does that relationship begin with Keith Coons Motorsports? Does dad pick up the phone and say, hey, Keith, you know, is there an opportunity? Can my son drive with you? Or is that a Toyota-inspired move? That was a Toyota-inspired move. Um, I had been racing sprint cars for a handful of years in California and always wanted to go out to the Midwest. And I talked to Carson Macedo in 2018 and asked if there was anyone I could get a hold of to get out there to Ohio at the time. And he gave me a couple names, and one of them was Mike Linder, who run, who at the time ran Ed Neumeister's program. And I called him and then did a couple races in 2018. They hired me full-time in 2019. So I drove sprint cars in the Midwest full-time. And then about um, August, I think it was, I got a text on Twitter from Jack Irving who manages the Toyota driver development program. And, um, and he just kind of said, Hey, like, you know, it's Jack Irving and, and, you know, explain what he did. And uh, he said, call me Monday. I was like, well, yeah, of course. I'm gonna that's, call, that's, call me a, Monday. that's a good guy to get a text message. <laughs> yeah. <from. laughs> and, um, you know, in a way I've never really heard of that happening either. And that's like nothing. I don't come from money to where like, I could just pick up the phone. Like I'm in it just, based off of them hiring me otherwise you know at the time i had no intentions of getting in a midget i was in the process of looking for another ride to go out probably more of a national level in sprint cars like i had no idea i'd be running midgets and be with toyota and um so then yeah i did a a handful of races at the end of 2019 while i was when the first year i moved to ohio and ran sprint cars and I actually won my first race for Keith in the midget. And then I ran second and third my next two races. And then did a couple of the USAC races out west and uh, ran six at the turkey night. So it was a pretty pretty good first few races, I guess I'd say. And um, you know, at the time, I'd really never ran a midget before that. So I had no idea quite what I was doing yet. And then, you know, my next race was Chili Bowl and ran third in my prelim and then locked in the show and went 12th to 7th and was pretty good then. And, uh, you know, all last year ran uh, USAC full-time and Power Eye when USAC wasn't racing. And it's the uh, same schedule this year. So, um, yeah, no, it's been a blast run for KKM and getting to represent Mobile One in their house car and, Getting to do it with Toyota, too, has been pretty cool. We wish you the best of luck, my friend. Obviously, you're a tough guy. You don't keep scrapping with a broken wrist if you're not. Best of luck chasing this championship as well. You're sitting in a great position and uh, certainly proven to be a worthy candidate of what Jack Irving thinks you're capable of. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. It's been a lot of fun and hopefully be talking to you guys pretty soon, hopefully as a champion. Keep your eyes on him, ladies and gentlemen. He's a badass. Zeb Wise is making his way to the studio. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. 
Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Rhino Classifieds. Tired of all those ads and random stuff that shows up when you're looking to buy or sell your car parts? Rhino Classifieds was created just for you. Welcome to a streamlined buying and selling app created by racers for racers and race fans. Modified cars, classic cars, race cars, that special big block you need. The trailer to move your baby around the country in. We got you at rhino.co. Once again, welcome back to The Skinny. We love this show because we're able to bring a lot of the superstars, but some of the young and upcoming talent as well. Of course, we just finished up with Buddy Kofoid. I'd like to welcome back to the show, Rico. You've been super busy, my friend. Great to have you back at the desk. Great to be back. I thought Michael was trying to take my job, and apparently I'm back on, so this is good. <laughs> well, I, I saw you carry him out by the nap of his neck. I think you're safe for a little bit. So. That's it. That's it. <laughs> good stuff. And joining us now is one of those young guns. Matter of fact, uh, filled in for Buddy Kofoid just a week or so ago. Let's welcome him to the desk here. Zeb Wise, come on in, bud. Great to have you with us. Zeb, by the way, uh, doing great in the All-Stars, fifth in the points, does have a win. Uh, the 2020 All-Star Rookie of the Year finished third in the points, had a win there as well with three top fives, and probably your biggest win, correct me if I'm wrong, the 2019 BC 39. Pretty special moment, man. Uh, yeah, that was a special day for, for me and everyone at Colossal Marshall Racing. That Obviously, that race uh, meant a lot to them for obvious reasons, and um that was a very special day. We knew leading into it that we were in a pretty good spot after Wednesday coming out of the heats. And um, I just remember sitting down and just like 
man, how do I not screw this up? You know, I'm in a good spot. Let's make the most of it. And started fifth in the feature and everything just kind of fell right in line. Got got to the lead a little early. I was a little worried, honestly, that I got to the lead that early and was a little scared um, that we were going to be too good too early. But everything played in our favor and uh, somehow didn't wreck with Kyle and ended up winning. Yeah, a great battle with Kyle, too. Matter of fact, uh, as I recall, I think Kyle might have fed you a right rear that ended up cutting his own right rear, and boom, he was gone. Uh, yeah, I just remember like I the two or three laps before that, well, there was a caution, and then uh, like the two or three laps before that caution, me and Kyle were just getting started on a battle, and then caution came out, and we had that restart, and I, you know, anytime you have Kyle breathing down your neck, you're nervous, and I remember going down into turn one, and I didn't see him, and I thought I was safe, and then I went into turn three, and here he came, and then uh, it was a long slider, uh, and I was I did everything I could to stay off of him. I, at first, I was like going to check up to let him go by, and then I was like, oh, it's too late. I got to try to go around it, and then, um, yeah, he clipped me in the left rear, and honestly, I have no idea how my car didn't break, because I was four wheels up on the wall, and I think it ended up bending my drag link, and the car was a handful from that that point on, but uh, hung on. And it's worth mentioning, this is a couple of years ago. He's 18 now, so 16 years old battling with arguably, I think, any, I think anybody would call him the best in the business as it stands here today, Kyle Larson. Yeah, uh, and it's funny, like we look at that race, but I think one that stands out to me is uh, Action Track, and that was that year as well, 2019, me and Kyle threw bombs at each other like the last four or five laps. <laughs> and it was probably some of the most fun I've ever had in a midget. Um, but yeah, me and Kyle seem to, every time we get around each other, not so much in the sprint car because he pretty much seems to just drive away whenever you get around him. But um, in the midget stuff, we seem to battle pretty well. Is that, are, are those moments, they have to be confidence builders, but do you, in the moment, do you take a second or a, a, a portion of a second and say to yourself man i'm good enough to race with somebody at this level like I, i've got this man i'm gonna battle with this guy i'm not gonna just give it to him because it's kyle larson yeah uh i feel like you see that a lot too like those when guys get in battles with him or uh bell or guys like that that caliber they kind of they don't really back down but they don't race them as hard as they would anyone else and i've always been confused on that because if anything, you should race them harder than anyone else. And that's kind of just how I've always treated racing Kyle and Christopher. You just can't can't let them go by because they're good enough to get by you if they can. So um, I just always, always race them as hard as I would anyone else. Amazing stuff. And, you know, at the age of 16, I mean, so, I, you know, we had Kyle on, um, I guess it was Chili Bowl a year or two oh yeah ago, yeah yeah he, that's the year he had flipped violently down in australia or new zealand yeah yeah had uh blood blood I was there the, for that yeah oh were you really <laughs> yeah i was in new zealand the same time he did that that was crazy tell us about it yeah i just remember i was sitting in staging um and i'm ready to roll on the track at western springs and i look to my left and i see this car flying through the air and i'm like oh that was big you know and i'm about to go on the track so my crew guy comes down and he's like, hey, uh, just be careful off of two. That cushion's pretty big. And I'm like, who was that that just flipped? And they're like, that was Kyle. And I'm like, no, like who really, who was it? And they're like, that's Larson. And I'm like, 
Oh boy! Like because you you never expect Kyle to wreck, right? I mean, and it and it was pretty wild and how it, it all went down. It was spectacular. Yeah. Um, and in your mind, immediately you're like, "Well, if Kyle can wreck, yeah, yeah I know." I'm like, "Man, if Kyle's wrecking, what am I gonna do?" Yeah. So yeah, that was a a crazy night. And then you ended up having to sit out a few nights, which gave us a chance to run up front. So. Uh, yeah, just glad he was okay after that. The I think the eye was the least of his worries. It's funny how you know, the psyche, you know, the psyche of a driver is. Oh, if it's some back marker, he just made a mistake. <laughs> but as soon as you hear it's Kyle, it's like, oh shit, yeah, like, yeah. that's real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Klepper talking about uh, talking about uh, Clay. Yeah, you know when they went out there and media day and immediately trashed the back. Yeah, end you, of the you car, don't have to so. flat foot it around there. Boom, yeah, boom, out of the park. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. So. So you're splitting your time between midgets, wing sprints, anything else you're doing? Oh, um, every now and then I'll jump in a micro, but it's pretty far and few between. I don't really run them that much anymore. Um, I like to go, I race obviously sprint cars full time on the all-star tour. And then I just jump in midgets whenever I can. Uh, we run, we have, we actually took three Matt Wood midget racing, uh, Matt Wood racing midgets home from Chili Bowl this year. And storm in our barn right beside the sprint cars, and um, just kind of run them. Uh, this this will be my first time running it outdoors, but um, I'd plan on running some in midget week. And the way the all star schedule kind of panned out, we didn't get to. But um, so yeah, this will be my first time outdoors, and none of the Matt Wood guys are here, so it's me and my dad and my brother in law, and uh, see what we can do. My dad's been working on midgets for the last couple of years, so I think we'll be just fine. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh... Uh, speaking of midgets, have you ever considered running the uh, the Fort Wayne race? Uh, so I have a lot of history at that race, to be honest with you. I ran uh, ran quarter midgets there for years, and I... <laughs> I apologize, I should say, in the, the midget race. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I really do want to run the midget race there. Um, I've always grown up, obviously, going there, running quarter midgets. I always went there and watched midgets and watched Tony dominate there, and um, my dad actually is like co-owner in a midget that races that Derek Bishak, um, and he won it a couple years back. So, yeah, it's uh, sounds it's a like cool you better event. be talking to the car owner, right? I need to get in there, huh? Yeah, I it's would a, love to. It's a great event, I'm telling you. It's a lot like uh, you know. It reminds me of you know the Speedrome, like when you know everybody was like, "Why are you racing the Speedrome?" You know, Brian Clawson ran the Speedrome a lot in the beginning. And uh, and I'm telling you, if you know how to get around that place, just like at Fort Wayne, if you know how to get around that place and and stay off of somebody, you know you you you've got talent and and attracts anything bigger and up, you know. So it'd be it'd be great to see you there. I mean, Larry Bo is a good friend of ours as well, and you know that puts the show on, and so we uh, we'll be there. So you get Tony to put another car together, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be seeing him later. Well, maybe we'll come by your <laughs> pet you and have a word with him about it. So, uh, by the way, we need to congratulate you and let the fans that might not know who you are know some of your accomplishments as well. You mentioned the Chili Bowl. I know you've been there a, a couple of times in the midget. Um, I don't know if I, you haven't made the A yet, right? No, I have yeah. the worst luck in that building. Yeah, I, I saw you pass a lot of cars. Yeah, I'm good at passing I mean, cars there. You can do that when you start in the E. Yeah. When you made the yeah. E to the D to the C. I <laughs> yeah. mean, yeah, you passed a lot of cars. But, man, you've been really good there at the shootout. Four class, four A mains in two separate years. I mean, that's quite an accomplishment. And you do own a driller. You won one of those A mains at the shootout. Yeah, the shootout has been – honestly, I think I use all my luck out at the shootout instead of at the Chili Bowl, but – 
Um, yeah, the shootout's been so kind to me. I think I'm, I think I'm 13 for 14 on a main starts. Um, yeah, that's, that race has always been so good to me and I don't really know why. Um, but yeah, just always been a race I really enjoyed. Um, hopefully I don't know that I'll be there this year cause hopefully I can go back to New Zealand and race some midget stuff out there. But, uh, yeah, hopefully you'll chili be at the chili bowl. Yeah. I need chili bowl to go good for at least one year. <laughs> Nobody's traveling outside wrong, the country. What's wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back with more from the young gun Zeb Wise. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This segment of The Skinny is brought to you by Dream Giveaway. Dream Giveaway has been giving away high-end American muscle cars to raise money for charity since 2007. Dream Giveaway is known for giving away classic and new muscle and paying the federal taxes so the winners don't have to. For $25, you can jump in the game, and part of that goes to charity. You'll have a chance at winning some of the coolest cars on the planet. Check it out at dreamgiveaway.com. Once again, welcome back to the Skinny Rico. Elmore has joined us here on the back half of this show. It was great to have Buddy Kofoid on to kick things off here with Michael Young, the track dude. Now we have Zeb Wise sitting in his seat, who's actually filled in for Buddy. As uh, as you know, if you watched the beginning of this show, Buddy broke his wrist and uh, and hurt his foot. And in lieu of that, you got a chance to hop inside of the sprint car and fill in for him a little bit. 
We should also say that um, he's a, the youngest midget winner in the history of USAC, taking that honor away uh, from Brian Clawson, of all people. So it's, it's funny when you see some of the ties that have come together for you and your career already with the Clawson Marshall team. Yeah, uh, so that was in 20, I think it was 2018 when I took that record away. Um, Tim, we were standing in victory lane, and I, I'll i never forget when they came on and said, uh, Zeb Wise is now the youngest national winner in history. Um, and we kind of, me and Tim looked at each other and we're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Who was the last guy that had that? <laughs> and, uh, and he didn't know, Tim no, didn't he, know? he didn't oh, know. Wow. And, and we had to ask, uh, I think it was Spridge or Richie Murray or someone with USAC, and they said it was Brian. And uh, Tim goes, there's not many people that I would want to break that record, but uh, you're definitely up there on the list. And I, ironically, so now fast forward to uh, what, 2021, and now that record is broken again by another Clawson Marshall driver. Um, so, yeah, Corey Day just broke my record just a month ago, I think it was. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy how, I mean, it shows what Tim can do with a young driver and his his eye for young drivers as well to be able to pick those guys. To They're just getting younger, it seems like. Uh, I remember like when I raced midgets, uh, I was the young guy, and I was – 15 and 16 years old and now that's pretty common in midgets so yeah it's definitely taken a transition old guy now that he's 18 i know and it's and and, you know i was thinking when you were saying that i mean brian was kind of the the exception back in the day you know what i mean with with how young he was because you had you know people like tracy hines levi jones and and so on and so on that were in the you know in the mix at that point and uh you know, to I, I am truly amazed by um, the age of these drivers now. Okay, you included. I mean, you're. I watch you. At, you know, I, I of course, you know, everybody's skeptical when you get in something new, right? I was like, man, how's he going to do in the wing sprint? You know, in this in this big four ten and and with these animals because there are a lot of animals that are in the all stars mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, and so it was great to watch you transition over there. Uh, again, amazing to watch Sunshine do the same thing uh, with with their program. So uh, it's really cool to see that. And you've ran some shows with the Outlaws, too, I think. Uh, what shows have you ran with them in the wing car? Um, well, I just recently ran the Nationals. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Kings Royal, pretty much the big shows, and then uh, just fill in stuff. I ran Hobsot and uh, what else did I run? Port Royal a couple times. And yeah, just kind of little, little fill in stuff. But yeah, I run with them every now and L- then. Little fill in stuff. Little fill in <laughs> stuff. Well, so let, let's, let's, Knoxville Nationals. let's elaborate <laughs> on that Knoxville Nationals, that little stuff, that prelim <laughs> night. Qualified on the pole and was running fourth when, unfortunately, the diff broke on the car. So, yeah, just filling in. You know, yeah, just I mean, a little bit just, of stuff here. You know, here and there, you know, hit a, <laughs> hit a micro show, Knoxville National. On show. the pole on prelim night in Knoxville, dude, what was that like? Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Um, obviously, I wasn't even, even going to be there. I wasn't even going to be there to watch. Um, and I got the call Sunday night to go run, go fill in for Buddy. Um, and we, you know... I went into that race with zero expectations, and I think they were the same way because before that, I only had probably 50 laps there in a 410. And uh, we go there and honestly didn't didn't qualify that great, qualified 22nd. We knew I was going to start as fourth in a heat. And then 
I told myself if I can just get the second here, uh, that'll probably put us in a, you know, definitely lock us into the feature, get us in a decent spot. And uh, I'll never forget, I went fourth to second heat race, and I'm sitting sitting on the cooler, and I get a text from Brian Walker, the PR guy for the Outlaws, and he says, dude, you're not going to believe this. And uh, I feel like it was like a, I've never felt nerves come to me that quick because I knew exactly what he was going to say. And, uh, yeah, I ended up being on the pole that race. And um, with the caliber guys that were behind me and my inexperience, I knew that I was going to be, you know, in trouble, uh, that I was going to be under attack for sure. But I knew if I could just maintain and get in a good spot that we would be just fine. And that's what I was doing. I had settled into fourth um, and just kind of was going to ride. And I knew uh, Donnie hadn't passed me yet, so he was going to be there. But uh, <laughs> As long as I'm in yeah. front of Donnie, it's a good night. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, but I was, he's, he's kind of good there. He's all right. And yeah. I, was, I was just cruising around in fourth. And, uh, yeah, we had a part break. But um, that was a blast of a week. I had so much fun. And then I... I ended up filling in for Paul, too. So I filled in for two drivers on the same team in the same week. Double duty. That's awesome. Um, talk to me real quickly before we run out of time here. You've got a big week coming up here. Matter of fact, you'll be on the track tonight. And then, of course, again tomorrow night as once again the BC39 has come back around. Uh, yeah, we race. Uh, obviously, tonight we'll do, I think, practice heats and then the stoop pursuit if I end up being in that. And then uh, we race tomorrow, which is, I think, qualifiers and lower mains, and then obviously the A main. Um, And then Friday, we're back on the All-Star Tour at I-96 in Michigan. And then uh, we go to, I think, Waynesfield, Ohio on Saturday. So four days straight here. Be a busy guy. Great stuff. And the only driver to win a pursuit race and the actual A main at the BC 39. And we were chatting about that pursuit race. It's kind of fun. Uh, it's a different format to, to put on a show for the fans here tonight. Uh, yeah, it is a very different format. Um, obviously, you're 25 laps with five lap seg- segments, and then uh, they take, you know, if you go backwards, you're, you get pushed to the infield. So um, it's definitely different, and I think it creates a little, uh, it definitely gets hectic at the beginning for sure because you cannot go backwards. Um, and the year I won it, I think, you know, obviously you're better off to start in the back because you can only go forward. Um, and I started 17th and ended up winning it. So, um, yeah, it's a different format. I mean, it really interested to see how the track plays out tonight because they haven't been on it, obviously, in two years. So, um, yeah, interested to see what the track does. That's kind of my reasoning for picking a later heat. So that way maybe the track's a little wider and we can see what happens. But, uh, yeah, hopefully just have a good heat race tonight and get in a good spot. So, Rico, I'm not real sure what he was doing out there at 2 a.m., but apparently he's already viewed the track somewhere around 2 a.m. this morning. 2 a.m.? Yeah. Was I, That sounds like us being out at the yeah. track, but we aren't usually viewing that track. So we're, we could have been standing on it and not seen it at 2 a.m. Yeah. I, I went around I went around it uh, when we were there for the, uh, for the brickyard, and... Uh, it's it's I mean it's nice they've they've got it they've got it groomed pretty well of course it was just you know wide open um, I w- I was amazed with the that that there's still a little little extra ag in it you know and uh, but that that place you know every year it seems like that track just keeps getting better and better and uh, definitely it'll be interesting that's a great a great uh, strategy to see if the track can widen out, get a little more data on it, and try to understand what the cars are doing out there. So, Yeah, uh, they've proved that um, you know when they get the track right, they can 
it produces great racing. Uh, it's perfect midget track. Couldn't be any better size. So uh, excited to be on it. We certainly wish you the best of luck. We appreciate you taking the time to come in here and uh, and fill us in. A little bit of the uh, action behind the man of Zeb Wise and your young career. Boy, you've, you've just done a fabulous job to get things going aspirations do you have any do you have a goal would it be indycar would it be nascar you world of outlaws what's the final step uh the outlaw tour um that's just kind of ever since i was five years old um actually uh rico there was a guy that was interviewing all the kids in quarter midgets uh at the rumble one year and he took us all took us all in a room and was interviewing all us. you know what do you want to do when you get older what do you want to do and every kid said i want to go to nascar i want to go to nascar and i was I was the only one that said anything different. I said, I want to go to the Outlaw Tour. And he thought that was so crazy. I was only six or seven years old, and I wanted to go to the Outlaw Tour. And I've stuck to it, and uh, I think I'm on the right track. So where's all those other kids? Uh, probably not in NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> probably not in NASCAR. That's about a not good e- answer. Not even close. <laughs> he and is a- racing Outlaws, <laughs> and he's got the goal, so... That's awesome, man. We, uh, we're, we're happy for you. It's a huge accomplishment what you've done. So. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, man, on that note, we'll wrap things up. You now know the skinny, or at least part of it, on the Young Gun Zeb Wise. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time here on The Skinny. Buddy Kofoy finished 10th in the A-Main at the BC39, and Zeb Wise finished 14th. Thanks for being with us here on The Skinny. This episode has been brought to you by Toyota, Rhino Classifieds, Dream Giveaway, and General Tire. For the latest in sunglasses, optical frames, accessories, and apparel, be sure to check out fatheads.com. That's fatheads with a Z. Production facilities provided by Fatheads Eyewear Studios. All rights reserved. Production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. 
From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.